0: all right here we are back back again another week in a row gonna get this one in the books good stuff yep um how's your week been going man uh week's okay uh i
1: have one exciting thing to to talk about and one (laughs) depressing thing to talk about
0: uh so okay you prefer exciting or depressing first Let's uh, hit us with the exciting. Okay. let start with you and we'll start with the exciting and then the podcast will just go downhill from <laughs> here. So we'll just, we'll just eke into the depressing part of you and then we'll go over to my update. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be okay. Okay, cool. Uh, so
1: the exciting part is I had a, a customer research type interview with someone in an agency, a literary agency. And it was phenomenal. Like it was, uh, first of all, it was a lot of fun. I, I still enjoy... Now, didn't we talk about something like this last week? This is a different thing that happened, another one. No, no, no. So, this one, I had scheduled it, right? Like, last time, last oh, week okay. we you talked about, we had it. scheduled And actually, something you mentioned last time was um, ask about tools they currently use, mm. right? And maybe, like, then you don't have to reinvent something or change. You just, you're just start competing based on quality or... <laughs> mm-hmm. or, or you're just simply updating a tool. So th- so it wasn't uh, intentional, but that's sort of where the conversation went um, into a tool they currently use. It's, oh, cool. yeah, it's well-known. It's actually being phased out because it uses Microsoft Access. Uh, oh, I should have written some quotes to, to share with you. I'll, share some, I'll I'll write down some more quotes to share with you in, in the podcast because it's hilarious. It's just the the things they said about this tool or this person said were yeah it, it's basically like a
0: one pe- person they suffer through they it. suffer it's through like it. it's, it's like a, it's an yeah.
1: unbelievably old tool that is really hard to use um what's it called it's called baits b-a-i-t-s okay. i think
0: it took me forever to find it online basically impossible (laughs) i could not find there's this but it's like a staple it's like a staple in the publishing industry basically it seems to be yeah
1: i don't know Mm -hmm. the 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 other thing is like there's different sizes of agencies and that's you know sort of what i was learning but it it seemed like this was pretty well known and used and it's just this one person that you reach out and she said there were things like you just have to hope that the the person gets back to you um but it's where they track everything where they track you know, like their agents and the the projects. You know, different books, the the rights, like whether it's film rights or this other right, and all these other things. Also, their payment schedules. Um, this person mentioned that the tool does a lot, but it's super complicated, and so they only use like parts of it. Uh, so that's that's also a really interesting thing because maybe right you could start with some core of it, like replacing some core of it. Right. It's also <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was the old one. The new one. So there, there is a competitor in the in the space, which okay. is also interesting to hear. Uh, this competitor is called Atlas. Uh, also, took me like ten mm. years to find anything about this <laughs> thing online. Uh, so clearly, sort of more like word of mouth, people just know about these things. Um, and she was right. She mentioned that a lot of people were switching to this, or some agencies. She said, but it's prohibitively expensive for them. Um, mm. How much would you guess they pay for this software? So this
0: this is not. I, I I'm mean, not brought, actually. It's- I, I'm not actually sure how much they pay. I couldn't find any th- pricing anywhere. But um, is it a SaaS? Like, is it a website? Like a web app? Basically, <laughs> uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> or is it like, do they get a CD and install it on like their <laughs> Windows ninety five computers? Basically, the the latter. I nice. I saw that
1: uh, in during the pandemic they established a web portal for for this Atlas one. For the, for the new <laughs> yeah, one. Web for the new web portal is the only
0: thing you need to hear uh,
1: so, <laughs> to know exactly what you're getting into. So, yeah, for the new one, they established like a web portal type thing. And um, I saw a, a, a demo from eight years ago. No, was it eight years ago? Six years ago? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the, it, it's all... All of it is legacy software. The new stuff is legacy. Legacy. Yeah. It's In like super... In the
0: truest sense of the word. It's super yeah.
1: complicated. I saw the, on you know, the the Atlas one has a demo online and I saw that and it was interesting because it has a ton of capabilities, like a lot, a lot, right. a lot of capabilities. And the person who created that, I think, was a longtime agent. So, it's interesting, right? Someone from the industry went and like probably With, contracted someone. With the domain someone. knowledge. Yep. Domain knowledge. They built it. Um And so that's what a lot of – she mentioned some – now that this bait software is kind of being phased out because (laughs) – I think it's being phased out because Microsoft Access won't work anymore or something like that. So they literally (laughs) have to change. Um, Uh So some people, you know, some agencies are going to this other one. Um, But yeah, anyway, it's all super legacy. And the cost that she said – that she thought this was the cost. She wasn't sure – but it was like ten thousand dollars a month plus a setup fee. I was gonna
0: say like probably fifteen thousand dollars or something something like that. And is it once is it just a one time payment? No, it's well you do a one time setup fee, setup payment, and then ten thousand uh-huh.
1: dollars a month.
0: A month? Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. That's, that's what she- that's crazy. And i wonder I wonder if if that's not accurate though what you just said makes sense, like maybe it's a one time payment, not monthly, maybe it just hurt monthly.
0: It's possible though dude, it's a business I mean, how big is the agency? How did you find this person
1: anyways so this person is a is a connection, so I reached out to a former colleague of mine who used to work at thoughtbot and she used to work at a at an agency. And so she just referred me to, to two other people and I just cool. uh, chatted with this person. And this person now led me to, to more people. So I, I keep doing the thing at the end. It's like, nice. do you have any other people who would uh, be interesting in talking about this? And some people That's are cool. super excited. They're like, oh, someone is interesting mm-hmm. in the publishing industry mm-hmm. and wants to mm-hmm. do software. Yes, please. I want to talk to – you know. so there's there's there are some people who are really excited about it. And I guess I'm getting mm-hmm. to talk to them because <laughs> it's not common. It's like, hey, I want to hear about your problems. Right. Like, I just want to
0: hear right. what is the most painful thing about your job. Um, so, anyway, that was dude. That's really cool. Some of some of our best consulting uh, engagements have been where we were brought in to basically help build internal stuff. Like my first programming job, I was basically building internal apps and like making things more efficient at like a financial software company where they were using like Excel spreadsheets for a bunch of things with like mm-hmm. scattered rules and like data that wasn't you know, strongly consistent everywhere and guaranteed the way databases can guarantee data. And it's so fun to sit next to someone who's been doing some made up procedure to track whatever or calculate whatever for years. And you're like, oh, I can make this in a web page. All you have to do is click a button and they're like blown away and they just keep going. Yeah. So one of our best consulting projects was being brought into like this law firm that was like doing um, bookings for people like helping executives like book things. And um, we helped them build an online version of what they did, which was like white glove service for all that stuff. But we sat next to someone who was had these crazy excels and did the same thing. And I was thinking, like, if I was going to start a company or a product for a domain I didn't understand, that's the way to do it. And so, like, mm-hmm. you could even, if you did end up going down this path, you could, like, get someone to be an early customer and basically recreate that environment of like being on their staff and sitting next to them every day but it sounds like you're that's kind of what you're doing but i i think that is such a good way to start a product because you're so connected with the person who's experiencing the pain you know 100 percent. i think that
1: i need that and um it's kind of hard because it's almost like you want a person like that to be a co-founder but at the same time right that's not what these people, I don't think that's what these people want to do. Like they have a full time job. Right. They have a really, it's kind of intense what they do. There's just so much work. There's so much right. stuff that they do that's not even reading manuscripts, if that makes sense. Like when you think of an agent, right. you think they're reading manuscripts all day long. Well, it turns out that's not the case. There's so much other stuff they're doing. So, um. but right. I definitely want to have someone like early, early, early people who are very invested, who want to build this, You know, who want to uh, help me build something that is useful for them. Um.
0: And it's, find a company that's uh, that's excited and give them a 50% discount so you only charge them 5k a month and say uh, in exchange for a 50% discount you know uh, you'll have direct access to me and, and I'll like prioritize your feature requests and, and and something like that you know yeah exactly
1: that's kind of gonna have to be the, the the deal and I I don't know it's interesting I don't really know how to figure out the pricing of this I have considered requesting uh, a demo from the other companies to just see how much they pay
0: mm, mm-hmm. i don't know how
1: disingenuous that is because i don't know i'm not part of an agency i don't really yeah you know, so i don't i don't really want to i don't want to do anything that, yeah, I, that yeah. I find tasteless uh in the pursuit of this yeah yeah
0: yeah you don't want to lie or like exactly. even just white lie yeah you know in a message but you could also just ask um and just out of curiosity yeah and uh you could also find someone else at another agency and, and someone who would be willing to so i was going to ask like how how big is this company you said that she was a smaller agency but like how big is this agency how many people work there i forget exactly it's like eight people
1: so oh it's really small yeah exactly and i think that's a medium size and they're
0: paying ten thousand dollars a month yeah you got to confirm that price. i know exactly I, mean, I, I
1: would believe it but it's it was shocking to me i would believe it if they're making good money but like like as a that's as the a thing company, like they
0: could have yeah $10,000 it's easy to think with your own wallet but for a business maybe it's like it's just not a lot and it's a know? core it's like how they manage all their
1: stuff right so maybe it's right. worth it to well again um for this agency it was too it was really expensive right that $10,000 a month was really expensive for yeah. for the new software so you know maybe that's a, mm-hmm. that, that's a that's a a sign that for a medium-sized agency That's too expensive, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but it'd be really interesting because I'd love to, I don't, I don't even know, you know, like SaaS, I was thinking SaaS, I'd probably do per seat pricing. I think that's, if you can do it, I think it's cool because it can, have you ever heard of the uh, negative, what is it called? Negative churn? Negative churn? Yeah, yeah. Where you like Mm -hmm. literally just keep adding seats. Um, Anyway, Um, so I think that would be interesting, like a pricing model even something like $99 a month per person in your team, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so that, that is the good news. That's super exciting. Um, I, I, like I mentioned at the end of the call with this person, I I asked if there were other people. So she connected me with two more people. Uh, one of those people responded to an email. And so I have another call scheduled for today. Oh, cool. Um, and so this is going to be a little more focused. I'm going to try to understand more of this problem, see if they use the same tool. Um, that kind of thing. I don't know the size of the agency that this person works for, so we'll see. You know, all, all these things I kind of I kind of have to figure out.
0: That's cool, man. It kind of reminds me of the the nail it then scale it stuff, which is like, is this like a mosquito bite or a shark bite? And the idea that if you do have like a product market fit, you should be able to cold email someone with a solution to their problem that they'd be eager to like respond to. Mm-hmm. Um, if these people are using the software every day and You know, the idea of someone who is like from the iPhone generation going to make something as user friendly as like all the other stuff they use on a daily basis, like an Instagram, you know, and that's but that's what it feels like for them to do their work stuff. Mm -hmm. That would be super exciting to them, you know? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I do think there is one uh, potential
1: problem. And that is the the agent I talked to mentioned that the industry is very much uh, well, they're scrappy. Agencies are scrappy. They, you know, mm-hmm. they make things work with what they have. Um, but apparently, it, they, there's sort of an inertia that is so they just keep using baits because that's yeah. what they've used. And so they just kind of make it work. Yeah. Uh, and so maybe shifting them from a system like that to a newer system could be a problem. Um, right. So I think that's something to, to investigate. Like, how could I persuade them to switch? I've considered things like, mm-hmm. you know, already I've considered things like, I will help you manually switch all your stuff. If you sure. say it right? It might be like one of those things that you do as a founder that doesn't scale, but it's just to get the first right. people in through the door and uh, kind of get right. buy-in. so I don't know stuff like that. So that'll be something I'll, I'll continue to think about, but that's super exciting. It's, and it's a venue I would like that's to explore cool. a lot more because mm-hmm. again, I love the publishing industry. I'd love to work more on that area. It seems like there's a real pain point there. It seems like there's something I could. Yeah. It's underserved uh, by technology right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, in a big way. And it seems like you, it's one of those things right unless you're in there in the in that industry and experience it then you probably yeah. wouldn't even know about it i'm sort of stumbling because totally. i'm trying to research that
0: area so uh yeah i mean you think about like when we were in school both uf and, and grad school like the blackboard system you know all these all these like portal systems that are just old tech and they don't yeah they don't really work the way like the stuff we we use these days work so i think there's opportunities in like most industries probably yeah um but um, it's just about yeah. The hardest part is not how to make a, a web like a web a full stack website. It's it's like the domain problem for sure. Exactly. So it seems like you're doing the right stuff though. Yeah. So that's exciting. That's exciting. Cool. Um,
1: I can share my depressing news now if you want. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's do it. It's, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be as depressing. Yeah, as you think. Yeah. Well, you got to prepare people for really depressing, and then it doesn't sound as depressing. Lower the expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? Um, no, I think one of the things I've been considering okay. is. Should That's I get up every time I go on a first date? <laughs> How do you prepare them for the bar super low? <laughs> oh my god, <gosh. laughs> that sounds terrible. Uh, um, yeah, no. But what I was going to say is that part of me is thinking, you know, we've talked several times about the serving two masters issue, um, and mm. I'm really feeling it right now because I'm looking, I'm winding down my current engagement uh, at the end of August, and so I'm looking for my next client. And typically, what's mm. happened to me is that. Just there was enough inbound, enough demand that, you know, I would I would book something uh, probably around now, you know, book something for the you know my next engagement like a month out of, ahead. How
0: many weeks left? Okay, a month left. Yeah.
1: So I have about a month, um, and um, but it's the inbound. Normally, you would have already had a natural follow up. Like I'd be in conversations and stuff, and if I'm honestly, like I am in conversations right now. I have one person, maybe two people actually. Um are interested in working with me so something Mm -hmm. might come through it's just that Mm -hmm. I don't like this right like it takes a lot of my mental power and energy and all this other stuff that I need to go and find another engagement and like you know is it going to be for three months then three months from now I'm going to be back in the same spot Um, so I've been considering what about getting a full-time job so I don't have to pursue the consulting side the like maintaining and growing a consulting business um and maybe trying to find a job where i can still do the 4 days a week like i don't know how easy that is but i think that could be an interesting approach just trying to look for jobs where they you know pay okay enough to do 4 days a week so i still have the one day to do uh, my side my side projects the, the things that i kind of want to pursue so um i don't know it's it's and i say it's depressing because it's it's hard to quit your job and and do this thing and so it took me a while to kind of get comfortable and it's been a little mm-hmm. over a year. And so it feels like it's finally like running in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if I want to keep investing as much time and in, in making sure I have clients and having to worry about pipeline and all this stuff. So, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Um, I can totally relate and understand also like in a way it's you have something working and you don't want to feel like you're like throwing the towel and, and you want to be entrepreneurial. And so like working for someone maybe doesn't like scratch that itch or like feels like you're going in backwards. Right. But I think it's like you said, you have to choose your optimization function. I think ours is the same, which is basically maximizing the amount of time we get to spend on our own ideas subject to uh, hitting a certain budget level, right? Mm-hmm. A, a certain income level. And so uh, you basically want to, figure out how to get that required income level, the minimum income level with the least amount of like energy and time going towards that. And so if you can get, I do, I think now is a better time than ever to try to find um, a job where you're an employee or a con basically an employee, but it's like a part-time thing or a four day a week thing. You know, I feel like that's going to be easier now than it probably ever has Yeah, just because of the nature of how, you know, work has been going remote and everything and companies are more flexible um and uh yeah man it would be nice to not have to worry about i mean we have to we do that too you know even as long as we've been doing consulting like there's been some years where we've had an awesome setup and we even have subcontractors and we found ourselves with like extra money and extra time that's great and so it's nice to be able to do that but it's sometimes it's not like that and sometimes we are like, yeah, it'd be nice to just have like a 3 day week job and be able to time box it. It's like you can segregate it easier because, yeah, that's your nine-to-five. You're not responsible for like, you know, the outcome. There's no upside. You're an employee, but that's not where you're looking for your upside. You're looking for your upside in your your own ideas. So, um, dude, I would just say don't beat yourself up. It's not depressing at all. I think it's you're being irrational, like, you know... (laughs) you're trying to make best use of your resource, living resources, yeah. um, and, and be, um, you're trying to be resourceful with what you have. And so keep talking with the people and there might be another consulting gig that comes out that's good, but start looking for those jobs. You don't have to, you know, go all in. You can just keep your options open until, you know, gather information, start talking to some companies that you, you could see yourself working for and see, if there's an option to do three or four days a week and what the salary would be like, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. 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 And I appreciate that. I, I think I just if it kind of feels like taking a step back, like I said, because it cuts off. Well, the consulting was like buying my time. I was supposed to buy my time um, and it cuts off some of the optionality mm-hmm. of potentially like reducing to three days a week. Right. And all of a sudden I have two days like that's not going to happen with a full time job. Um, I, I guess I don't really know. Uh, but yeah, it, it just makes it, it feels like a step in the wrong direction in some ways. But at the same time, like you said, if if I had a job, then maybe for example, I, I wouldn't have to write all the blog posts, right? Like I, I like writing, but if right. I want to focus more stuff, more time on, for example, the you know uh, publishing industry stuff that I've been doing, then maybe I would be able to do that. Uh, and it just feels like I've been I, I started consulting a little over a year ago and it doesn't feel like i've done that much with that time now that may not be true mm-hmm. cuz like we talked last time i did publish i did finish testing live view and yeah it turns out uh, but by the way i checked my my dates and like i actually have made less money that i mentioned last time and it took me longer <laughs> but i i wonder if that i wonder if that's what took my time but anyway i like i just don't feel yeah. like i am a lot farther ahead by having had that fridays If that makes
0: sense like my fridays were taken up with other things and so yeah dude it makes sense and um it's something that i struggle with i think if i had started you know been working for myself i guess since like 2016 or something um if ryan hadn't like if it wasn't me and ryan at this point i probably would have gone through some periods at least some periods where i was working for someone else because i would have just yeah it would have been like I i didn't have someone else to fall back on to like pick up more of the consulting work if I was feeling like, you know, whatever by that or, you know, and then needed more time for my ideas or just wanted the flip side, right? Where, you know, just stick to the consulting stuff and not feel bad because Ryan's working on our ideas or whatever. So um I think if it was just me, it probably would have done that. Also my other thought was like a lot of my friends who have successfully kind of hit escape velocity, did do their first products while they were working full time for someone else or, you know, even part-time. But I, the, the couple I can think of right now, they did start um like their first products were full time. So they didn't do the consulting first to buy back time and then to build the product ladder. Um and like uh there's a bunch of people online who talk about that stuff too. Justin Jackson and Daniel vasallo and some of like the other people in like the kind of micro conf community say that sort of thing don't quit first so it is harder and yeah building a consult like i guess the opposite side of this is that building consultancy is nice where we feel like we have enough experience doing consulting where we can kind of turn on that faucet if we need it if we need to take a project that's going to give us more money uh, even if it's more boring we could do that or find some subcontractors and that's a nice like skill to have i guess but it is hard sometimes to um compartmentalize and save your energy for your own ideas and um we also i also have the same problem where it's like it's been half a year and i feel like i mean i'll I'll get into this when we start going to my update but um to feel like yeah, I bought back my time. I'm doing this so that I can have more time and energy to work on my stuff. But like, all I have to show are like these projects that I've done for someone else, and it's like back to square one. It feels like so. I can relate to all that. Got it. Those are just some thoughts I had while you're talking.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and I think it'll be something that I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll give you an update. I'll see how I feel like week by week. My my emotions and my place changes on this. So maybe I will lock down a contract, mm-hmm. hopefully for six mm-hmm. months, and it'll be like fine. Let's just mm-hmm. you know let's just
0: wait and see, kind of thing. So yep do you do contracts uh do you, you you have a specified time period like three or six months when you yeah sign?
1: yeah i usually start with three months um i i, I did that do you work on a
0: project or do you just work on whatever they tell you to work on kind of thing a little bit of both it depends um
1: sometimes it's a project like I'm, i I think i like that best like you come in for a project uh, but it usually is like three months or something that, you know we're, we're going to try to accomplish this in three months and We'll see how it goes kind of thing. Um, but I've also worked on – like the, the current engagement I'm in was originally for three months and was helping them with some other stuff. And then we just extended and I've been doing a, a variety of things um, yeah, for the second three months. So it's a mixture. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, my you might be – we do our contracts sometimes. Um, like our current one is a monthly retainer, I guess uh, you'd call it. But it's basically just – we're kind of like employees, like little secret employees for – the people who hire like the specific people who hired us yeah and um they like it because we get to work on stuff that might not be like the priority for like the rest of the engineers so they have like some extra engineering resources they can throw at like projects that have been in the backlog for like a year and a half or whatever got it and um we just do it month by month and we say either party can cancel whenever and you know they can also upgrade or downgrade their time if they want to go from like full-time or half-time so anyways, I just mentioned that because it might be if you get someone you like, it's kind of like somewhere in between. You could choose a thing where you do, you know, 30 hours Monday through Wednesday or Monday through Thursday and it's month by month. And maybe that will just take away some of the pressure because if you do a good job and they like you, it'll just kind of stay on without you having to like fully go through a job process where you have to apply and, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, and become an employee which feels like it'd be harder to leave or change maybe this keeps you gives you a bit more optionality yeah
1: that's sort of how i do it i mean the three months six months are
0: somewhere mm. arbitrary because my policy mm. is you
1: can cancel within 15 day 15 day notice without reason like that's fine like i don't want to okay i don't want to hold people hostage that's not my jam yeah um, yeah so it's really just like you know how how long are we agreeing to work for for the you know at the beginning just to see like do we want to do this and just kind of so, they know that they have me for three months if they need it, right? Or it could be six months. Like, I think I default to three months, um, but I think that may be an incorrect default. I think that's just, that was a, like an ideal rotation for me at Thoughtbot because then you could kind of
0: mm. go through different
1: projects and stuff like that. But as a solo, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm finding that I think six months would be better. Most of my engagements extend anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think six months would be ideal because it gives me that peace of mind. Like, I don't have to start worrying two months in what am I going to do? Right. Uh, and, st- and start having to talk about extending the engagement mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But
0: I don't know. So I'll have to see. Cool. I guess we kind of went the opposite way where it's like one month and if it doesn't work out, boom. And it's just, it feels like it, we don't spend a lot of time um, finding new clients, I guess. Like when we need a new client, if we have some people who have reached out while we were busy or whatever, you know, keep it pretty simple what here's the rate one month pay by the month we can start as soon as we get the money and then you can upgrade or downgrade or cancel so i'm just saying that just for for the sense of like uh, if it does get to a point where it's hard for you to find clients, which maybe is just an unfounded worry of yours, right? Maybe you'll get a client and it won't be a problem. Yeah. But a six-month thing might be a hard thing to swallow for someone. That seems risky for, riskier for them to sign than trying you out for a month and seeing if it works kind of thing. That's interesting. And um, Yeah, so I don't know. I guess that's just where we ended up. Like That's usually how we do it. So I don't know. Got it. That's just where we ended up. Cool. Yeah, yeah
1: no, I'll think about it. I, I, like, I hadn't thought of the perspective of like, let's
0: do it for a month and try kind of trying it out it's easier um do you get paid. pitches just low risk right and a lot of times we do like half time uh-huh. um do you get paid up front yeah nice that's good yep cool yep it's great i like that so yeah half time um it's just like low risk for them if it's not working uh and of course we do like you know we talk to them about what what they're doing, why they want us, you know. Right. We're like specialty consultants. So, you know, we're more expensive than like the cheapest developers you could find. So let's make sure, you know, it's a good fit and you right. can benefit from like our areas of expertise, which is like teaching and mentoring your teams and also doing engineering work. But that's like a big reason people hire us. Got it. And so the 15 hours or, or whatever, 20 hours a week for the first month at half the rate, you do that. And then, yeah, if they, you know, if they love our work, which they always, I mean, we've never been like fire before. So people always love us and then they're like ready to bump it up. And so it's just, it feels like it, that hasn't been something that we've had to spend a lot of time on. Um, I mean, sometimes it takes longer just to get in, but yeah, just, just, yeah, that's just kind of where we ended up, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's kind of like some of the Jonathan Stark, I think that came from like the Jonathan Stark stuff when we were learning about. The way he does consulting. Huh.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to i th- I'll have to think about that. I don't really like I don't want to start part time because I need the income. Like I need to have the stable income. Like, right. Because if it were yeah. just me, I would be <laughs> you know me. I would yeah, I would probably work yeah. like half the time and live on ramen right. and, and spend live. the time. You're right. right. But I have kiddos the and a house and a mortgage yeah. and all this other stuff. Totally. So need to need to earn some money so that i think that is one of the big constraints on me is like i need to make basically full-time money uh, right and so i need to truly buy my time back like i need to buy it by doing other things uh, so yeah yeah but that hasn't that's that's so bagged it. that position at harvard yet huh <laughs> even then it's still not it's never going to be enough <laughs> ain't ever going to be enough <laughs> uh... um
0: yeah no it's kind of like it's we if we always had to do full-time too i think we just do that because we usually try to have some extra money so that you know whatever if it takes an extra month to get going yeah um we know we're going to use that time for our own stuff but the monthly thing at the fixed price is kind of like our pro- it's like a price list it's like a what's it called like a menu price gotcha. for our services gotcha, gotcha. so that we don't have to think about a you know a really specialized mm-hmm. proposal for each new right. client and yeah. really you know it's like a menu price yeah. for working with us basically That's which cool. is nice because it doesn't take a lot of effort and like we usually just send an email over as like the contract or whatever and oh my you gosh know, you don't actually have a PDF. contract. i mean we do like when we but like when we say the price and everything and talk about it a lot of times just email and it's like yeah we work with people we trust and you know um it's it helps you filter people too because like you're gonna right yeah yeah it's like a lot of that jonathan stark stuff that that helped us get there but it it feels like it's it it works pretty well for us so
1: cool awesome thanks man i appreciate that That, anyway that is helpful but uh, yeah i don't wanna (laughs) i'm taking all the time on my
0: stuff oh it's okay um Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, we're kind of already going along here, but, um, I'll give a quick update. So yeah, I, I got some work done on the first video of the series, uh, quite a few hours this week, actually, like probably like a day or day and a half total. And a lot of it was pairing with Ryan. Um, we ran into some like tough edge case stuff where we were breaking down, basically doing the run through. We got to the end of the run through, And, you know, trying to teach each of the steps. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's just some weird behavior with like frame or motion, which is just stuff we can't control. Then also like focus visible. And there's like post CSS plugin that we had where the behavior was different and like these focus rings were showing up when they shouldn't because the library we're using is like programmatically focusing these elements when you click on a checkbox. But Chrome now shows focus styles when they're programmatically focused so we had to figure out how to configure the plugin to remove that and then like there was also this part of frame or motion where we were adding transitions to like you know just to kind of finesse the way like the check looked when it did the thing and like you add this property and uh try to control just the opacity and it changes this other part And then you add like this empty key default on the thing and it changes it. It was just like very strange where adding something that's like an empty object for default, you would think it would fall back to the default transition that the library provides, but it didn't. And so it was just stuff like that. It was pretty brutal, honestly. But, you know, so we did that and also like had a better idea for this demo right now. It's like check boxes, So the first video is like animated checkbox and it's like inspired by the things app which is this nice thing it's like this nice checkbox that shows like an animation and like a glow it's like a satisfying check but it's like something that bothered me about this was like well originally the idea for the course was like recreating all of these really high fidelity demos from like these really polished apps then it was like you know, we talked about this in the podcast, I think, where it was like, that's not actually super useful and helpful and feels like people are not going to get to use anything practical from that. So instead, and the code was complicated. So instead, let's do like this. How can we get 80% of this effect in a more real world chunk of UI for like, you know, 20% of the code or whatever? Exactly. You know, yep. leave off the last hardest parts, but like get most of the way there. Something that people could use in their day to day job, right? Exactly. And so we started with this like checklist that you would find like a form, let's say you're choosing like which newsletters to subscribe to. And that's been what we've been working with, right? Uh-huh. And it looks cool. Like, you know, whenever I tweet stuff about this, people seem to like it because it does look cool. But I was like, then again, I was, there's something in the back of my head that still bothered me just looking at the code because if you grab some input type checkboxes, no developer is going to ever do all of this for like this little form thing. It's not really worth it. Uh And like if I was working on an app and my team was building this and some engineer brought in all these (laughs) animated checkboxes for some settings screen, it would be really strange. But For like an onboarding wizard, right? Mm -hmm. There's actually our parts where... And like part of this course, I wanted to talk about when do you... It felt like a gratuitous use of animation. But you do want to use animation in certain parts of the app where it can help. There's lots of reasons why you'd want to use it, right? To like help the user keep track of where they are like visually and spatially in the app. So like object constancy as like a modal is sliding up or sliding down, where Mm -hmm. to get back to it, where they're navigating... Um, to show things that have changed or to show the confidence that some data has saved. There's lots of uses of animation that actually make the UX better. Uh, This felt a little gratuitous. So it's kind of bothering me that this, especially this was our first video. It ended up being like a complicated thing. But for like my fitness app where you check off goals, I do like a nice animation because it's satisfying. It's actually one of the funnest parts of the app. Uh And it makes you want to do the goal because, you know, you're going to get to tick off the check or whatever, right? so that's kind of where we landed after getting all this working was like it's felt like it wasn't super useful but we can actually just tweak this design instead of having like a thing of eight check boxes that you'd find like a settings form we can do like a wizard like an onboarding wizard and every time you complete a section it's going to be the same animation but um it's going to be bigger and more satisfying because you're trying to encourage someone to get through some multi-step checkout or something like that so Anyways, all that to say, like, that's that is what it is. Um, When we were talking about just the fact that we haven't shot this yet and it just the weeks keep going by and like our consulting is taking up a lot of our time and energy and like the time we have left seems to be like going really quick and we're still not making progress. You know, we talked about this for a little bit. So like one thing we talked about was the fact that, well, this checkbox thing was kind of hard to start with. It's a big one. Second thing is like on Ember map, this would be a full series. So this single video would have been like a six part series, like building an animated checkbox with frame of motion. Uh-huh. And the, the kind of videos that we made on our screencasting site, this would be like, this could be like five or four to six. This could be four to six videos. Each one could be like five to 10 minutes long. So um, that was kind of like an interesting, just a observation where, you know, I got a YouTube video out this week, which was last week, which, which was nice. Or this week, I guess. Yeah. Cause I had taken a few weeks off, you know, we had talked about that. Right. And, um, yeah, maybe there's just part of us that have been treating this course. Like, uh, that's like, we're bringing that perfectionism. That's like slowing us down and I should just treat it like six more YouTube videos mm-hmm. and stop like trying to be obsessive about things or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it just feels bigger, and it feels like hard harder to break it up into smaller pieces. So, anyways, that was a lot. I just kind of had to process all that, but no, that's some of the stuff that was on my mind.
1: That's perfect. I, I have a few questions for. Um, you said this could have been a six part series in the MM map, right? Like if you were doing this, an uh, Ember map, you would do six parts of this on just this video, on just the checkbox, right? Um, is it possible to do that? Like, what if your course is a series of five or six videos like animating checkboxes. And that's the like first six videos are that. And you can kind of separate it by sections. And then you don't have to condense it all into this magical, short, mm-hmm. one video that does the checkboxes. Because yeah. I think, yeah. again, cutting scope, maybe this is a different way of cutting scope instead of compressing it into a single video. You can do the six parts. Um,
0: yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I thought about that. It feels like it's not... <laughs> substantial enough for like a paid course unless it was like a micro course for ten dollars or something and maybe that's maybe that's better if this is going to be how it is and we can't figure this out but um faster i guess no i don't mean like this being
1: released as a standalone course i just mean what if this is lesson one and it's six videos oh right and you just you just have like build some momentum yeah you just have six lessons and each lesson can have A number of videos and so this one is six videos because I think I would imagine now -hmm. that you've done this compressing those six lessons into a single video or sorry those six videos into a single video is going to take a Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of time right and you're going to have to figure out how to like explain it's just hard to create a short super condensed video so what if Mm -hmm. you just have you know this this is the first lesson in the course and it's six Mm -hmm. videos and each video you said it's five to ten minutes or something that's great
0: I mean, it, it could be because the, you know, I think the way I, if I was doing it like as six different, four or five different videos, building an animated checkbox, I would talk, I would use one video to basically like we have an animation course on Ember Map. People liked it a lot. And at each video introduced like one API and then used it. So, you know, the full checkbox, let's say it uses six different APIs from Framer Motion. Yeah. And the first one is like initial and animate or something, right? I would yeah. make the first version, like the first video would be like, here's how you use initial and animate. Let's make the checkbox go like this. Okay, now the second one would be like, we wanna make the background glow. We're gonna use variants to do this. So we'll pull the initial and animate out into variants and then we'll add one for the background and that would be like how I would break it down, you yeah. know? Why, why not do that? Is there a reason why? Um, because I guess, uh, so originally, Originally we were thinking about making a series kind of like that, building a single demo of a thing. And then we landed on wanting each video to be kind of standalone. Mm -hmm. Because it feels that's just where we ended up. And so the idea was each video is standalone. So they didn't build on each other. So I think that's I think that's why. The problem is like the amount of like the kind of stuff we wanted to show is just, uh, yeah, it's just more involved than, it's just, it's more involved than I guess we were thinking. I mean, of course I can make a video, like all the demos on the Framer Motion website are like SVGs or like shapes that kind of distill down something and show just the one piece. Right. The whole point of this course was like, those are hard to sometimes translate, figure out how to get inspired for real world stuff. So I want to show real world stuff Um, with the animation principles but maybe there's this tension there because it's like well that's where the complexity comes in and then the, the the fact trying to make trying to make the it be a one standalone video in a more real world situation is kind of tough but um that's interesting to think about kind of a hybrid approach where we do like four to six lessons, like we build four to six real-world things, but we just break them up because maybe it's just a better way, easier way to do it.
1: Yeah, and I think it sounds like it would be helpful in an explanation too, because if I'm consuming this- I think it would. I'd be like, okay, so Sam's doing this in this video, oh, and then we add this other thing to the checkbox, and now we're using this third API, so I can kind of like put the pieces together per video yeah. um it sounds i don't know yeah. it, i mean from my very <laughs> limited uh knowledge no, vantage point it sounds like i would i would like that like it would be helpful in breaking that up and it also as i apply that to my own work i could say i could see myself combining like three of those six things but maybe i wouldn't combine all of exactly. them exactly
0: right? but exactly because
1: i saw you each step by step i would be able to combine them on my own because i saw you combining yep. them in different ways
0: so yep. it could be interesting yep that is interesting no that's exactly that's exactly how i would have done it on ember map and again i think i've said that like that that really appeals to the way we work i loved how when we had that working because you don't have to know everything you build it as you go which also helps with like the real world refactoring parts like you don't always um curate the perfect like code and just build it up i mean i try not to do that in any of my videos but sometimes when you build it piece by piece you get more realistic right uh situations where you're refactoring and changing things for reuse and running into unexpected things as you go to like abstract it and reuse it which is good for the viewer to see how you actually solve those problems so um yeah that's interesting yeah have you? Have you? I know we talked about this before.
1: Have you reached out to anybody and actually talked to them as to like what they kind of want in the course?
0: I kind of did a little bit on Twitter. Um, Got it, but not like a, a full conversation. Not really. I wonder if you could
1: um, like have someone on a screen and show them this, or just. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Again, I don't really know. It's hard. Let me see if I apply this to like my own stuff. If I reached out to someone, because <laughs> I, I have reached out via email, but I haven't reached out in person for my testing live view course, for mm-hmm. example. So if I were to do that, what would I, yeah, like what kinds of things they want to see in the course? It, it's hard because I think you need to find who is your target audience in that scenario and find that person and talk to them. Because otherwise, you could get comments from all kinds of people.
0: Yeah. The reason we started this in the first place was because people seemed to like those videos of mine on YouTube and they wanted more stuff with frame of motion, you know? Yeah. So I think like improving and making it more focused and stuff, that feels like, you know, level two and level three. Like we're still on level one or whatever, stage one of like the most important thing for me about this is for us to ship something so that we can I wanted us to have like two or three of these courses out by the end of the year so that we could have had some feedback on them like the second course will be the time to like look at the first course and figure out what went wrong and what we can improve maybe talk to more people this should just be focused on shipping right now it's it's not about strategic optimization or anything it's literally can we get this thing done alongside all of our existing stuff that we're doing Mm -hmm. and uh, again i want to have two or three courses out and if it feels like people like it enough to be customers and it's something that's valuable enough to charge money for to sustain more videos in the future then we could start another screencasting site which is ultimately like the experiment we're running but it's already like july and right yeah so so my, my kind of leading into my other point here was like it's been about three months since we decided to start working on this Mm. course and we wanted it to be like a four to six week course and so it's a good time to kind of retro all this and be like okay if i had known that this is going to be how the three months were going to go back then what would we have done differently got it is that
1: so you're saying that's something you're going to do with ryan like do a three month retro well i also
0: was like just brought it up to talk about here or just to talk just to think about it because it's it's easy to, you know how it is when yeah. you're working on anything. It's easy to just sunk costs and keep going. But I think it's important to recognize that, uh, yeah, especially if we're going to do more courses, right? Um, which I'd like to, what are the things that we did wrong, I guess. Right. And most of it, I think is just, it's just the scope of it, you know, and it's just very different. Um, than like my weekly YouTubes, which I've been good at for the most part this year. Um, and that was kind of the original idea was like, get a little bit of extra time, you know, maybe we'll mean Ryan will parent something together. And then maybe one week, Ryan can take on a few more hours of the consulting. And I can take the few extra hours to get an extra video You know, so I do that maybe every two weeks. I make three videos instead of two, right? My normal weekly YouTubes, but then I get a course one in. So that in about four or five weeks, I've got an extra like three to four videos. I can release one as a preview for the course, bang out the last two, release one more, and have the course done like six to eight weeks. That was kind of the plan. And we haven't even like... I, ha- I don't even have one video prepped right now. So. Right. <laughs> right, yeah, and it, the, the, you know. that, that's a big, I mean, it, I'm glad you're doing the retrospective
1: of saying like this is sort of where we thought we were going to be done with the course and what have we done? I mean, yeah. If, yeah, if you could, I guess one question is, are you working on Appetite? Like is this like we're going to kill the course? Um, like is that even in, in the cards or are you uh, committed to like moving forward and just trying to figure out how to
0: ship this? I don't know i think i want to ship it for sure but it's certainly like again we kind of said at the beginning of this year when we were like figuring out our focus and wanting to try you know like again we kind of did our whole like the last two years we tried the mirage thing we tried different things and it wasn't going anywhere we just were doing consulting but we want to find like what to work on we realized like um yeah there's just the YouTube things, is like what we went all in on, basically, and it was working well. It is working well. Um, and so we want to do the screencasting site again. So the question is how best to get there and like how do we launch that site? The way we launched Map was by making two courses, um, basically, before we launched the site. And it was enough to gauge enough interest. And I think we sold them on like, yeah, we basically sold them as like s- single um, one-off courses and then they became part of Ember Map, but there was enough interest there that we had the confidence to launch the site, and it worked. You know, I mean, yeah. it worked to the extent that it did. So that's kind of that's the goal. That's like what we want to do right now because we think that's the best way. That's what we want to get to. There's some other options, which is like what we've talked about actually last week. I think with like something like a GitHub sponsor. I even saw YouTube has like premium subscriptions mm. now. I could. I could experiment with using that to buy more of our time to make more videos um, and uh, do things like release code, the code samples for the videos um, to subscribers. I could have like a discord for subscribers or a forum where people can ask questions. So um, yeah, that's possible. But, But right now I still want to try to figure out how to ship the course
1: got it and what's your um instead of thinking of deadlines or stuff i don't know if you know the shape up uh thing from from base camp folks what is your what is your appetite
0: for this like how much more time are you willing to spend on this course yeah that's a good question um because we had that conversation when we started Uh about like if we're doing consulting for four months and we have nothing to show for our own work other than like just the youtube stuff then it wouldn't be worth trying to do this course or whatever, you know. I forget what it was, but um the six to eight week thing was kind of supposed to be like what could we ship in that time and then how can we like regroup, you know, because right. we don't want to get in a situation like what has happened now and like maybe we just keep doing this and all of a sudden it's like the end of the year and whatever we have a thousand people on our email list but we don't we haven't shipped anything like the course is still you right. know how courses can just drag out so <laughs> oh, we know. did want to try <laughs> yeah we did want to try to time box it and cut scope down to fit in that time box and i guess we were doing weekly stuff like goals and stuff and then yeah i don't know um yeah maybe you just need to make it maybe it's just way too big of a, it's just not broken down small enough you know maybe maybe that's maybe that's the problem it's too big a course Right. Because if you, I, want- I, yeah, but it's already supposed to be like a much smaller course than like a normal big course. It's just been hard, I guess, with the full time consulting and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely takes a lot of the time away for sure.
1: Right. Like full time consulting leads yeah. you... it's surprising how little time you have left. I think if I think of your scenario,
0: again, we- it's full time between me and Ryan. So, you know, it's like, but it's, it's still is we have our, again the youtube and the podcast i guess but um no there should be plenty of time honestly i don't think it's a matter of time i think it's a matter of of focus of spending the time wisely um and figuring out how to break it up you know yeah i don't know it's tough we've been saying that and it's like it keeps
1: it keeps prolonging it's there's like Mm -hmm. there has to be a way to split it differently or something so that you can I know so that you can ship because if your appetite is't I know st- we, we
0: made progress yeah we made progress like the last two weeks but you know and the YouTube video this week took me a long time to make so that's sometimes like an unknown as well um, you know but yes I, I I think I need to think more about the the appetite stuff and be more real about like the deadline and this scope scope stuff instead of just it's easy for me to i want to just build the demo that's like i get my demos to like the, my, the demo for my youtube video took a while this week because like i wanted to get it to a spot where i was happy with it i kept running into different things eventually i got it there and that's when i made the video and I'm i'm happy with it right but there's probably a smaller version of it that i'd be happy with too how much time did it take you to do that youtube video this week i mean It was also like research and stuff last week. I was learning about this new library, about doing buttons and and all sorts of stuff. So, you know, all the total, like the reading and experimenting and the different demos and stuff that went into it. I don't know. Uh, 20 hours or something. I don't know. Holy smokes. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's a ton of time. I mean, you know, just, you know what I mean? 15 hours, you know, just, you know how coding goes. Like you can spend all day on like some little thing. So this was just a new, yeah, it was just, a, it was a lot. Yeah. I just, I'm just wondering if you have too much maybe on your less. plate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was, maybe it was like 10 hours. Yeah. Maybe like every other week I was thinking about that. I think we might've talked about that where like every other week it's like a YouTube and then it's, yeah, it's, it's a course video, but um, I agree. The work is just, it's too, it's not broken up.
1: I wonder if we can do a session of breaking up the work. With I my, know with my zero. It's like knowledge. a little
0: uncomfortable. <laughs> it's a little uncomfortable talking about it. I feel like because I, I, it feels like something that's an obvious problem, but I'm not. I'm kind of like unsure how to improve the situation, and it's like I barely. It does feel like I just the week goes by fast. I don't have. I don't have enough time and energy. I mean, my days are full. Like the last few weeks, I've been having really full days and it feels like like tomorrow saturday saturday i'm gonna go over to ryan's to so we can get like three four hours of working on the course because i just need us like i just want to work on it some this weekend so you know um yeah the day the weeks are going by we get to the end of the week pretty quick and it feels like yeah i don't know i don't know have you know been I'm like just like silent a lot but i, I just don't really yeah, have you been doing the the course first thing in the morning or like at the beginning of the week? Like kind yeah, of I like did that about? a couple of days this week where I woke up and had like three hours on it. And it was like, it was fine. I mean, I ran into those issues. It's, yeah, it's just been tough to break it up. Um, I do like working on it in the mornings for sure. It's been a pretty good breakup in terms of like the work we're doing and and energy and every all that stuff. So, yeah.
1: I wonder if there's, I don't know if you're up for it, but like we could try to do like a session on it, just like next podcast, Be just you bring up whatever you have on the course and I'll just be a, a dumb person on Framer Motion asking you a questions. drill sergeant. No, I'll just, oh. I'll just ask questions like, okay, what about this and what about this? and you know, and try to break it up. Like, what are your six lessons? What are, I, I mean, it's hard to commit because yeah. I know you got to talk, chat with Ryan and... This is both of yours' endeavors. So you can't just make like executive decisions (laughs) on this part. Sure, sure. No, but. Um, Right. But I wonder if we could do a session like that and try to break
0: it up and refine it and say, like, no, that's too much and cut that scope. And no, it's possible that would be helpful. Like, I also uh, do do a good job kind of thinking out loud and I don't have that as much now that we don't work in the office. I mean, Ryan comes in Mm. two, three days a week, but it is different being. Uh, for me being around people and, and, and talking through things and and having more of an, a, a physical environment that's like keeping me accountable. I saw someone tweeting about these like virtual working assistants. They like, you tell them what you're going to work on and they just sit there on your screen like and like you check in with them every hour. That kind of thing might actually be very good for me because I think when it stays in my head, it's like when I work on YouTube, like I can go to my demo and again, you know how it is—being a like coder, working on something side project, and you just want to get it working. You have the idea of where you want it in your head, right? And so you're just going to be stubborn and keep going. Yeah, it just might take a long time, but it's like you've already sunk this time into it. You know you can get it to work, but yeah, there's just a lot of unknowns in this stuff, and so it might be good to like talk through it like that. Um, and also, it might be good again if it's like maybe it would be ideal to have like six to eight videos in this thing that are isolated um Mm. and independent but (laughs) if it's gonna take whatever you know two more (laughs) years to do that maybe instead uh i could make the first video on like the very first part of the animation and it would just be like a really short video almost more like egghead does it i guess but it would just introduce like here's how you animate a little check icon, and then mm-hmm. build up to the full animation in uh in like six videos. You know, yeah. It, it sounds yeah. I think like whatever you can do to that make might it that might be that might be yeah. I agree. That might be that might be the right move for us. Honestly, yeah. Just ship um, something, and I think just ship just anything, ship something. It anything. really doesn't matter. It, 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 no, it truly doesn't matter. Like it's gonna be good enough. It's gonna be a good quality. Mm-hmm. You know that people who like my other stuff are going to like it and, and, and it's going to be valuable it's just it's more important to like yeah to actually get it done because what's more important is like the second course that's like really what we should be thinking about because that's when we're going to improve upon the first one and learn about the feedback and everything but to get there we have to ship the first one so
1: yeah i think and we should probably wrap up soon. but i think one of the one yeah. one thing i wanted to say is it, this sounds a lot to me like when a developer is stuck on a big mm-hmm. feature or rework mm-hmm. that just keeps ballooning and it's like the longer they take, the the harder it is to open mm-hmm. that pull request. And mm-hmm. I think what you need to get back is momentum. And the the best right. way I recommend people doing that who are stuck like that, or when I'm I myself I find myself like, oh, I haven't opened a PR in two days and I've been working on this stuff. Like what I what I do is cut something out that's the smallest pieces that i can find and open a pull request with that because just the motion of creating that pull mm-hmm. request unblocks me mm-hmm. to then keep taking small things and shipping them so i don't know if there's mm-hmm. a way to do that with you of like okay this is the first video that's it we've decided we're going and like you just ship that right, and you move right. on to the next one because it sounds like you're right. stuck on this first video yeah. and lesson and like
0: i mean we c- yeah we could just ship the version we have right now i was think we were really excited about it's the animation is the same, just making the checkbox bigger and making like an onboarding flow. But yeah, um, I wonder what if you what if you do that? What if not, 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 you don't have to ship it in,
1: in the sense of like selling it to people, but call this done, like that's it, we're done, and move on to the next mm-hmm. video. And I wonder if as you do the second lesson video, whatever, you might mm-hmm. like kind of feel unblocked. And then right. as you progress, maybe Real once the, you finish uh, the other ones, you'll be like, oh, back. let's, let's yeah. put loop back to the first one because now we know how we're going right. to build all of the lessons. And so you might mm-hmm, be able to complete mm-hmm. it. But maybe this like checkbox mm-hmm. stuff is just it's getting too too in your head and too gnarly and just <laughs> like there might be a lot of complexity. But as you develop the yeah. videos, you might realize like, oh, these are the things we can like ignore and, and, and handle and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know do it cool i'm blocking my marriage about check boxes tonight <laughs> oh <my> gosh! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i bet i bet oh man i know
1: no i mean I, I know what you're making is high quality and what you're gonna make is high quality but I, I think you like to go the extra mile and it's good but i think you need to be uncomfortable with what you ship you need to do it because you're gonna mm-hmm. you, you need like it sounds like right now it's stopping me yeah from, yeah, you're, you're, yeah, yeah you're you're yeah you're stuck you're you're and you're we bias biased towards action right action that Yeah, makes us uncomfortable, and I think in this case is shipping. Shipping something that you're not comfortable with, and that's fine. You're gonna have other, other videos, other uh, courses that you can right. You have other at bats. That's the thing. It's like
0: you have a million at bats. Exactly. Treat it as just one. Yeah, you don't have to hit a home run with this one. So, right. Hey man. Okay. Awesome. Thanks for chatting. Good stuff. Thanks for the therapy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we do here. Yeah. Good stuff. I really enjoy it yeah yeah same here man i'm gonna uh, talk to ryan tomorrow about all this stuff because i'm gonna it'll, it'll be nice just to have some time at his place you know we're not it's not gonna be like should we do consulting yeah like we're done with our consulting for the week so you know um we'll be able to focus on the course and um i'm gonna talk about all this stuff with him for sure awesome man well we'll cool. catch you next week man okay hey thanks everyone for listening and uh yeah i hope you have a good weekend man yeah, we'll thanks, see man. you next week you too <laughs> say hi to ryan for me Bye.
1: <laughs> See you then.